Salamikab and welcome to another episode here for the Funk Report, Mindful Media and Communication. In today's episode, we're actually talking about something that is happening right now and something that, yeah, that kind of like brings together two of my big, of my life's components or things that are important in, in my personal life. A, of course, media and communication and then B, sports. I'm a big sports fan. And so it's, don't worry, it's not a sports episode. But it just happens in sports as well as in other areas such as entertainment, of course, music, movies, and whatnot. Um, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the cult of personality. Yeah, look in my eyes, what do you see? The cult of personality. That's an old song reference, but I had to get it out there because it's stuck in my head. Uh, living Color, shout out there. Um, so yeah, the cult of personality is what I wanted to talk about a little bit today. And that's why we call it the episode The Return of the cult of personality, um, yeah, analyzing celebrity obsession a little bit. And this is a very interesting one for me. Um, and maybe you can relate because we talk a little bit about why celebrities captivate us. We look a little bit at the psychology behind like fandom and, and whether or not our obsession with those celebrities is getting out of hand. And I think, of course, if you look at it from the outside, right? So celebrity worship, if you want to call it that, may seem a bit, I want to say frivolous, but it reveals a lot about human social instincts. And you can look all the way back to like the 19, oh God, I hope I get it right, 60s? Like Beatlemania, right? Um, the Beatle fans that displayed like a level of adoration um, that was once reserved for, I don't know, religious figures maybe even, or, or or other people in that realm, right? And actually, I thought and I felt like it that the celebrity obsession faded for quite a while. And then, of course, social media amplified it again. But I thought this is it's dying out again, like the social media influencer hype and celebrity obsession. Um, but now it's somehow it feels like it's returning again. Like the, the, not just influencers and internet stars, but now, like I said earlier, like sports stars have like followers who just obsessively track their lives. And when we look at different theories, that's what we usually do here in the podcast, right? There's the theory of parasocial relationships. And the theory, to, to break it down in like just two sentences, which is very difficult, of course, but the theory explains those one-sided connections. Right? So we, we bond with what we then call mediated figures as if they're friends. But it's completely imaginary because, of, of course, they don't know us. We just think we know them because we follow their every step. So now in my world, in my sports world, where I like to spend lots of time in, that's right now, for example, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, and so on. You see them all the time in your news feed and in your, in your social media feed and you think hey i know them so well because i see them every day but of course they don't know you yeah so this, this could be like a parasocial relationship that it, it works in other areas as well of course like in entertainment and music if you're looking like at black pink for example at bts you think you think lisa from black pink knows you but just because you know everything that she does she doesn't know anything about you right so that's a that's a parasocial relationship so this impulse towards false friendship that still persists despite 
of course people criticizing it if you're like or, or like being cynical about it right if you're like a a huge fan of something or someone you will get and pardon my friend shit for doing it right for example besides sports i'm a huge or i used to be a huge now i'm just not that huge but still enjoyed wrestling fan like the, the i know the fake wrestling right i would get lots of flag for for that from from my friends and family and so on. so why are you doing this um and of course i wouldn't go as far as saying like hey those guys are my friends of course not but if you take it a step further right you're like a huge blinky blink those people that are the biggest black pink fans or like a huge whatever messy maniac whatever you want to call them of course people look cynically at you but it still doesn't stop people from doing it even the ones that are cynical about you being a huge black pink fan they're gonna be a huge fan of something else right so it's somewhat making a comeback just being a huge 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 fan of someone and now why is that the case so if you look at a few more theories right so for example there, there was a, a researcher called an academic scholar sean and a butcher named bodria sorry my french you know pardon my french uh, sean bodria he talked about hyperreality, and the concept of hyperreality argues that today's world is completely dominated by simulations that feel more real than reality. So sim simulation means just you're seeing content that is not real online, right? Even if it's reality TV shows, if it's like influencers that say they're doing real stuff, it is all scripted. So that's what he calls simulations. And he says simulations, they feel more real than reality because you see it all the time. So if you see it all the time on Instagram, it becomes reality for you. So what is a simulation? What is hyper real? It becomes real for you. And the celebrity culture, of course, epitomizes this hyper reality culture. It was carefully curated celebrity Instagram feeds, TikToks, and so on. They project this perfect, filtered, alternate reality tailored for the very specific followers. It is, that's a fake reality, and it feels real. And of course, it feels very often better in real life. And so it becomes hyper real to us. Yeah, similarly, another researcher called Guy Debord, um, he talked about the concept of the society of the spectacle the society of the spectacle um, talks about that celebrities they embody the spectacular like an artificial world of of illusions and i know surface level appearance that just captivates us yeah we we like like obsessively we consume the spectacle of celebrity lives as like a form of entertainment rather than engaging meaningfully within society and that's what we talked about in previous episodes a lot right so we focus more on the spectacular the awesome the jaw-dropping the wow so cool rather than on actual meaningful content within our society now some argue this reflects what they call a void of purpose and substance in culture I'm I'm not sure how far I would go. I'll I'll tell you in in the conclusion of this podcast uh, my takeaway on that um, could also just be like a form of coping mechanism. To be honest, 
but more on this in a second. Um, the last like intellectual I wanna I wanna throw in there is Noam Chomsky, right? And and then I try to wrap it up with a few more theories. But Noam Chomsky is like wanna call it an intellectual thinker, and he talks about why celebrity obsession persists despite the harms that it brings with it, right? So he's got a propaganda model and he critiques how, how media elevates entertainment and celebrity news as a distraction, what I just said, from systemic issues. Yeah, so he says celebrity culture serves as like an elite power structure by keeping the masses distracted, passive, and compliant. So obsessive fandom with whatever it might be feeds public like how to say it, keeping them engaged keeps the public busy right and so we're not revolting against the agenda of of the powerful for example so Chomsky says as long as you keep the masses entertained they're not gonna riot against the people in charge and we've seen it over like forever right I mean back then in, in Rome Right, just give them the the bread and games. I'm not sure if it's the right saying in English. <laughs> it's in German. Um, keep their masses distracted and entertained, and they will not revolt. And they 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 don't they will not think about the agendas of the powerful in charge. And that's the goal. Okay, so if you now look at some modern examples um, of celebrity news deflecting attention from key social and maybe economic concerns, right? So you can see that society focuses more on Kim and Kanye, for example, than analyzing root causes of poverty. Right? So Chomsky would argue that this cultural programming benefits existing power hierarchies. Yeah, because again, it distracts us from actually thinking about, hey, wait, there's something systemically wrong here we need to change something but we're distracted okay lastly or not almost lastly i also want to throw in the the media profit model there it's also like a, a theory right um so the media profit model hooks us of course with the that, that spectacle that i mentioned earlier of of celebrity gossip breaks up clothing choices whatever rather than just substantive news substantive news those PR teams, they, of course, work tirelessly to control celebrity narratives. They serve us those hyper-real versions of celebrity lives. And, an, and you know the, the word military, military this industrial complex? There's a whole entire influencer industrial complex monopolizing our attention with artificial made-up spectacle. Why? Because it works. Society for spectacle. We want to be distracted, so we follow the distraction and don't have meaningful conversations. Yeah, and this 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 goes for everybody everywhere. Like even in countries, societies where there are big issues, right? Even if just like instability, like if we have this perfect alternate reality of celebrity culture. It comforts us. Yeah, what Baudrillard said, like hyperreality comforts you because it has like this perfect flair of, oh, that's so cool. I want this too. 
So if you follow those simulated lives, right, the hyper real lives of the rich and famous on Instagram, you distract yourself from real problems affecting your very society that you live in. So the celebrity industry basically thrives on this distraction. Now I also wanna I wanna throw in like a wrench here a little bit though, because right now we're hating on on celebrities and all of this. And yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still very much hating on this whole thing. <laughs> but I also want to mention like a more controversial figure when it comes to to people others listen to Jordan Peterson, right? Jordan Peterson. And he's a very controversial virtual figurehead by now. Um, but when it comes to this very topic, he actually argues that this, this celebrity fixation reveals our like deep down instinct to idolize heroic archetypes. So, so Peterson says, we gravitate towards celebrity, what he calls heroes, because we kind of like crave guidance from strong role models in like this, this uncertain world. And he says this world is so uncertain, so unstable. You don't know what to do, where to go, where, where to, who to listen to. So that's why we want those, those role models in the media. Now, while I partly might agree with like, yes, we belong for kind of like role models. I, I also think that he may just overestimate the depth of the average celebrity worship. <laughs> yeah, and, and let's be honest, very often celebrity celebrities, they, they rather mislead than guide. They're just in it for the, the quick money, right? Especially like influencers. Um, however, I wanted to mention it because it just shows that like people like Jordan Peterson and other thinkers in that realm, they have like, very different approaches, very different thoughts to that. And this just illustrates, in my opinion, the complexity of, of this very phenomenon we're talking about. So there's not, not just one coherent opinion about it. It's not like, yeah, it's terrible because it's like, apparently there are many different reasons. It's a multi-layered reasoning why the celebrity worship is having a resurgence, so to speak. And I think that is very, very, very interesting. I'm very curious to hear like what, what you think actually like um, before I wrap things up. I'm very curious to hear like why do you do you follow someone and if you follow someone, why would you do that? And what's your reasoning behind it? Uh, yeah, what do you think? Why why is it a, why is it becoming more of a thing again now? Is it just distraction? Is it just distraction from all the problems that we have? And it's just so hard to find like your guidance is so hard to figure out what to do with life in 2023 so that you just want some distraction or you're just looking for some guidance by top G. <laughs> um, what is it? What is it that makes this whole thing pop up again? Yeah. So in, in the end, I think cultivating mindfulness right about how celebrity culture can control our attention is really an important key to, to redirect your energy towards more substantive engagement with actual real issues that impact real lives. And that, that's what, what I wanted to take away or give away from, from this, this podcast episode here. Again, I'm, I'm super curious to hear like what your thoughts are about the celebrity culture resurgence. Um, or is it just 
me that I see this now more in my feed, does that more speak about like my social media behavior rather than on a societal um, shift? Let me know your, your opinions, your thoughts on on the return of the cult of personality. Um, as always, do follow and leave your opinion on at FunkyPod on social media, FunkyPod at gmail.com via email. Um, yeah, like, share, subscribe. That would be cool. If you have time, leave a review so that more people can find us and then they can have broader, bigger, wider discussions that would be super cool. And well, yeah, until then, don't follow too many celebrities. Have some meaningful conversations. Take care. Stay safe. We talk soon. Sawadee Kap. Oh, no.